Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay. You guys ready to party? Party? Always. Uh, Is it going to be on a bus? Might be. Strong chance. All right. right. Buses are some of the best places to party. Or so I've heard. (laughs) I've been on those party buses. They are something to behold. To, to enlighten us. I have I have never been. Well, usually it's like company like sales events or retreats. They usually think it's a good idea to bus everyone from the resort or hotel you're staying at to downtown, wherever you are on a party bus. And it's basically like bus on the out. It's like a mullet. It's like bus on the outside and party on the inside. Uh it's a lot like those, you know, the limos with the, they got the lights and they got some mirrors and sometimes they got poles in the middle for you to dance on. And, you know, there's alcohol and it's music, loud blaring music that you would never actually listen to. And, you know, it's good. It's good stuff. I think it's the excitement of where you're going versus yeah. the, the vehicle in which is taking you there. There you go. Just it's like a- with the party bus we're going to talk about today, right? The destination is winning and the vehicle's just the thing that gets you there. The journey. It's not about the journey. It's about the destination. Yeah. There you go. Wisdom <laughs> from Jay Shalanz. <laughs> so we are going to talk about... You can pick about... a random topic every week and you guys can just ask me about it and I'm sure I'll have something to say. There you go. That's why we love you, Jay. Yeah. Player of ukuleles, rider of party buses. Um... Jay Shalansky, Renaissance man. All right. right. We are going to talk today about the party bus, the AA5, A-A5. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the other Rebel heavies too. We're going to we're going to hit that slot today as we've been hitting the other various ones. It is timely because we're also going to do some meta predictions for Lone Star Open, which is happening this weekend, which I will also be going to. And we're going to talk about some storm time. But first, you got some housekeeping for us, Jay? Yeah. Uh, so let's start with Patreon, as always. You know, hey, we've got a, a Patreon that is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, you know, basically the same spiel I give you guys every week. It helps support all the equipment that we record on. It helps support our blog writing staff. It helps just basically support all the content. That's what the Patreon is for. And that's what the money goes to. And in exchange, uh, you get another podcast. That's an after dark podcast where we, we basically talk in more depth into things. And, and, you know, Mike and I generally probably go through list building or we, you know, we give you more insight in the storm tide, some of the behind the scenes. I think I went on a last week, I went on an entire diatribe about, uh, uh, you know, costs and, and shipping and worldwide stuff. And so, you know, these are all things that we talk about on after dark. And so, you know, that's, that's the podcast. And then we also have, uh, we give away free stuff. So like if you're at a certain level and you stay on for an entire year, you, you get a mat, one of our fifth trooper mats. So that's, you know, there's a lot of cool little handouts and giveaways that we, that we put up. So come check us out on Patreon, just help support the, the content side of the house. 
Um, and then the other thing is, as always, Stormtide. I hope you guys are ready because Stormtide is going to be amazing. Not to not to <laughs> oversell our hand here, but um, I'm really excited. We we if you are like on the fence and you haven't really gotten into it, if you go to the Stormtide website uh, where we have a free mission now, um, and you can see some of the stuff that we're doing, we actually have stats on what has happened in the mission in people's games. So when you complete the mission, there's a debrief form that basically asks you some questions about how the mission went, you know, specific to the mission. And we're displaying those stats uh, up on the website. And so you can see how your faction's doing. You can see how your ship is doing. You can see in this case, in the free mission, one of the things is saving civilians. You can see how many civilians each ship has saved. Um, and all that's going to be important because it's going to affect the story later later on. And so um, this is just a taste, a free taste of what you could potentially see in the storm tide boxes moving forward and how your answers and your responses and your games will actually affect the world of storm tide moving forward, uh, which is super cool. So are there any fun nuggets so far from the stats? Yeah, they're the so one of the cool things is let me let me load it up. But the ships, last I checked, the civilian saves were pretty tight, right, Mike? They were like they, they were almost, they were neck and neck. Yeah, the yeah hurricane, so right now means at one oh nine, Inferno is at one oh two. One hundred and nine civilian saved, one hundred two, and the this uh, this mission. You know, you you're you're both bombarding the city and like blowing up buildings, and there's civilians that need to be saved. Um, so that's been pretty cool. Out of the winning factions, um, I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit just so you guys maybe get a glimpse into the world of Narrative Legion. Not a single one of the winning factions was uh, clones. So right now, uh, rebels are at forty five percent of overall wins separatists are at 40 and empire is at 15 percent, and there's no uh no clone winners so far you heard it here first folks clones are bad <laughs> um i think it's just an opportunity you know for people who play casually you know are, are taking other stuff because they know it's okay um yeah. and then also what we're doing and this is something cool uh, for Stormtide as well as we have a leaderboard up as well for commanders. So, and that's you, you're the commander. Uh, and, and so it, it has your name, what ship you're part of, what your faction is and how many, how many victory points you earn during that mission. And so the whole world uh, will know, know of your stories and of your, of your winnings. So it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really, I, if you guys can't tell, I'm like Jack, um, you know, Mike and I have been just, knee deep in this and frankly the guys are a little mad at me right now because i was a little late to the recording here because uh i was so deep into storm tide prep um and so uh you know i i don't know i've been obsessed which i think you want out of a creator right uh is to is to be obsessed with the product that they're creating so mike and i have like i know mike i can't speak for him but i would assume he's been just as obsessed because we talk like two or three times a day so i'm assuming <laughs> You know, he's as obsessed as I am. And, you know, the neat thing is Mike and I play uh, to kind of like test it out and stuff. And I'm like genuinely excited every time we play because it's it's just been so much fun. And to see this world that we're creating kind of come to life and see that people are interested in it has just been amazing. And, and hopefully we're offering an alternative way to play Legion for, for the folks out there, you know. 
sorry that was a long diatribe <laughs> about storm tide but yeah i'm just that passionate about it everyone so i i'm sorry we, we should see how many times we can get jay to say diatribe in in one episode i can keep going you want me to keep going <laughs> i'll give you three more diatribes in this podcast that's my word of the day it was on my toilet paper today's word of the day is diatribe <laughs> i get an email for word of the day you oh, actually have like toilet paper that has <laughs> yeah, word of each, the day on it. yeah yeah each couple of sheets is one word just spells of the crowd D interesting and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> how, how many new words of the day do you have every day yeah, right. <laughs> it depends. It depends on what I ate the night before, I suppose. <laughs> Boy. All right. Really humor, the best kind of humor. Yep. <laughs> well, shall we hit our main topic? Please. Get ready for advanced tactics. All right. So we're going to do the heavies first, and then we'll do uh, Lone Star open predictions after that. All right. So. Which heavy? There are there are three rebel heavies to choose from. Which should we start with? Let's start with the one for the longest time that we dumped on, and talk about how good it actually is. Now. Well, in fairness, it is not the same unit, dude. Right? Yeah, agree, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that's a great one to start on because Mike and I, in a not to mention it again, but storm tide testing, Mike played a T forty seven and was like. Wait, it does what now? <laughs> so. <laughs> Let's so here first. Why don't we put into perspective how much this unit has actually changed from release? All right. So its original cost. Do you remember what its original cost was? I want to say it was like one sixty. I think it was one seventy five, wasn't it? One seventy five. It is now one hundred and thirty. <laughs> Uh, it is now 130 points. So its points oh. have gone down by 45. <laughs> um, oh, it has gained uh, the immune. So it's always had immune blast but it and immune melee. But it's also gained the immune range one weapons, which means basically that you can't throw grenades at it. Um, it has also gained surge to crit. <laughs> so I, just for those of you who don't know, because we don't see grenades that much anymore, but there's impact grenades. Yep. So if I have a, a unit of five, it's impact five because uh, it's stacked on the grenades. And so those were crazy and could take down a T-47 in almost one, one fell swoop. Yep. And so that's why that's a big deal. Yeah. So the other stuff that it's always had, armor, Arsenal 2, although you rarely get to use that, mm. um, cover one, which helps occasionally. Uh, speeder two, which basically means that it has a compulsory move and it ignores terrain that's tight to or lower. Um, it now has surge crit. It used to not have any. It used to basically have just a blank surge conversion on attack, and uh, it's always surged on defense. And then it's got seven health, which is pretty low for a heavy and a white save with five resilience. I think that's what they call that. I always forget. Yep. yep. Um, and then its main weapon is uh, range one to three, three red, three black, impact three, fixed front. So. so the other thing that changed too was the compulsory move, right? So originally mm -hmm. you had to yep. take that first and then do whatever else you were doing. Now you could take it in any portion of the turn order, which is crazy. Much better. Yeah. Well, not any portion. It's it's at the beginning or at the or, end. Or at the end. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean like, yeah. So yeah. either at the beginning or the end, which is... 
it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more it, flex. Yeah. It definitely opens up a lot of your options, you know. Well, being able to shoot twice back to back without having to move and like forcibly change your position, I think was the biggest thing there. Um, a lot of times the second compulsory move, you would like overshoot the target or, mm. you know, whatever. And, and it made it, made it difficult. So. Yeah, definitely. Is it more margin for error, so to speak now yeah. than there used to be. They've also added things like if you're doing your compulsory move and uh, you would hit something, you can move back like half your base width. So a little more forgiving in that department too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got three slots, a pilot, a hard point, and a comms. What do you guys take in, in those slots? Pilot, there's, I, it just depends on the rest of the list. I mean... Uh, I like the 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 one that adds sharpshooter one. Uh, what is that? The hotshot pilot. Hot that shot. one's good. Uh, speeder, the outer rim speeder jockey doesn't seem good until you realize that impacts have to convert from hits, <laughs> and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm erasing two of those. Sorry, and and now they don't become impacts, so that's good too. The one that's been interesting me is the shriv. I, I don't know if it's good or not, but it seems like it might be. Yeah, I think, the, I think the primary value of Shriv would be if you want to run like a double air speeder list with no commander. Yeah. Yeah. You I just agree. want to kind of check that box. I think that that's pretty much all he's good for in the air speeder, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't think ideally you wouldn't have any trooper units out far enough where that the dodge suppression thing would really I mean maybe, but not really, right? Or two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get, there's a good chance your speeders are not going to be close enough to R2, but he's yeah. an ideal target for that because it triggers inconspicuous. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then wedges, I don't know. Like, if you don't know what you're going to do, one point is kind of nothing to just have wedge on there. Yeah, wedges, I don't know, fine. I'm, I, I, for, it's, for just one point? Yeah. yeah. If I'm ability. not taking a pilot, and I or I have no plans in my build to take a pilot for one point. Uh, yeah, whatever. Throw them on one of them. Yeah. What do you think? What's your ranking, Kyle? What What do you What's like your first pilots? Like, yeah. If you If you have the points, uh, I think it's definitely the hotshot pilot. Um, Sharpshooter one on this thing is, you know, like with surge crit, that dice pool hurts now you know it's only six dice but it's a super reliable six dice um and they often have an aim token whether you're giving them link targeting array or you know they're taking the aim action so um yeah i'd say probably the hotshot pilot followed by wedge because he's so cheap and then maybe the speeder jockey if you think you're going to be running into a lot of like impact weapons with small dice pools like dlts yeah, I don't think the cover guy is that good. I think I think he's like he's good in unique situations, and I and I will say, I don't know. The thing is, the the pool that it's probably most likely to matter against is the arc fire support pool, uh, with the rocket, I think. 
um because it's like one of the smaller impact pools that i think you're likely to come up against but it's got sharpshooter anyways so the you know the extra cover doesn't doesn't really give you that much it makes a difference against b2 ha rockets at range three that's the other one that you're probably likely to run into Because right. it's immune blast. It, yes, it's immune blast. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to think about that for a second. Yep. <laughs> um, a lot of times, like there are very few scenarios in this game where blast does not equal sharpshooter two. Um, th- this is one of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that none of us mentioned that rider guy. Is he just a like? Who cares? <laughs> like, he's i mean he's bad there's no like an eligible pilot i don't i don't i don't even know yeah yeah he is yeah he is he's a tap and for those of you don't know because he seems that bad that probably most people wouldn't even know what he is um you tap it to perform while performing a move increase or decrease your maximum speed by one i mean maybe (laughs) i don't know um i mean Yeah, not great on this vehicle. Yes, yeah, I, I think there are some situations where you could make a case on the X thirty four. Yeah, I mean, I could also maybe. Um, I could potentially see it on the A five too. Maybe wouldn't you just take the reckless driver if you want to go faster on the A five? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I just you know. Well, technically. You can't so with the airspeeder you can't go faster you can only right. go slower right yeah. so it's 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 just worthless well i mean unless i don't want to run into a building or if i want to be like short i'd make the argument that the reason that it's not like getting too far ahead of ourselves here but the reason it's good on the one of the reasons it's good on the x34 is actually to slow down i think yeah so that you don't the x34 really wants to be kind of like inching forward and engaging as opposed to um zooming around yeah zooming around your speeder right yeah okay okay mike mike okay 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 Okay, (laughs) what about the hard points depends on how many speeder points so so the harpoon is now free I think I think it's the harpoon and it's not close. Jay. Yeah. I just I, I don't you don't run into many situations where the the a fixed rear weapon is yeah. <laughs> ever matters. It's so it's so awkward <laughs> yeah. to set up those shots. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's worth noting that I think um, the sharpshooter pilot really makes them much better. Um, if you are because before the issue was setting up a front and rear shot was often unrewarding because there you were going to basically make somebody was going to be in cover like you you can't negotiate a front and rear shot and have them out of cover that that was that was like way too difficult unless you got lucky Um, i think with the sharpshooter pilot uh i the power harpoon one red die sharpshooter one like you know, yeah, you can kill a guy in a sniper team with that, probably. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's and the effect on the harpoon when you can actually hit a vehicle with it is actually pretty unique. Yeah, 
and again with the sharpshooter, um, it's actually very good against uh, other vehicles with native speeder keywords. <laughs> yeah, like Staps. <laughs> yeah, Staps, other airspeeders, you, you know, um, basic, basically anything that has the speeder keyword. Uh, the power hour print is really good against because you screw up their directional facing too, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And and I would say too, like not only the cover thing, but for, for the, you know, the ground buzzer, it's like by the, usually with air speeders, if you're in a, in an area where you're going to be able to get a front and a back shot, you're probably in trouble anyways. So like getting that shot is the least of your worries at that point. Right. Yeah. You're like in the middle of your opponent's army. If you're (laughs) able to do that. And these days, not great. No, (laughs) not, not a good idea. All right. Comms. Link targeting array. Yeah. Always and forever. I mostly agree. I think you could make a case here for comms jammer. I, I think there's a few different options and it depends on what you're doing in the build. Right. Um, I think I, I like comms jammer and or HQ uplink. If you are not, if you don't have a good way to get your airspeeder orders, um, if you do have a good way to get your speeder orders, I think you go link targeting array. But if you're running like a list with like Luke in it or something, I think you just kind of let the airspeeder take an uplink or a comms real or a comms jammer and just do its thing. Yep. Yeah, I guess. I, I... I'm I'm on the if you're taking an airspeeder, you should probably be feeding it order tokens yeah. with link targeting array. I think that is the best case use for an airspeeder. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I've, and that's just my point of view. Sorry, everyone, but like if I have Luke or something else as a focus piece in my army. Uh, the airspeeder is not the heavy that I would be taking in this list. I would, I would be taking the 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 other one, the the truck or the bus. Like, why would I? I mean, I just that's my point of view. I think that's fair. I do think that the airspeeder is far and away the best heavy available to the rebels. I think it depends on what your purpose for said heavy is. Maybe I don't know. I have found that we'll get to the truck, but um, yeah, I I think the airspeeder is probably too cheap now. <laughs> it's it's really good. Like it. So why don't we talk actually real quick about what kind of lists you're actually fitting an airspeeder into? Double airspeeder list is a number uno. What yeah. does that look like though? I think there's a couple different versions. I think my favorite version is the one I did in Team League, which is the generic commander, R2, uh, three vets, three M, you know, three MKs, and then I think it's two or three snipers. I forgot how many fit in it, but I think that's that's my favorite version. Yeah, that's the one I've seen the most, definitely. I, I also sort of think that at this juncture for 130 points with no upgrades whatsoever, the airspeeder is like a viable deterrent to enemy armor. <laughs> like, yep. I, I couldn't believe, so the first time I had <laughs> to 
played it against the armor was in the that game Jay was talking about, where he was playing two ATSDs and a tank. I might add because he was playing a storm tide division, and um, whoop, whoop. Whoop. and uh, my airspeeder just like slagged one of his ATSDs like last first, and it it just disappeared, and I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, it, it was, was real bad. bad. On average, you're like with an aim token, you're you're two crits like four hits deep generally, or two crits three hits or whatever, and it's got impact three, so you're like converting five against armor a lot of the time. Um, it's really good against armor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, it's probably less good against like red saving armor units. Like the mm-hmm. ATSD fails most of his saves, so. Um, but red save armor units also have a lot less health. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, so that list that we were talking about. So the rebel officer R two, three rebel vets with their heavy, three of the medium blasters, two strike teams, and two speeders with no pilot power harpoon and link targeting array is twelve activations for seven ninety two. Yes, it's twelve. A, yeah, it's good. You just hold. So basically, for those of you who want to play it. You just give the two speeders the the orders. Uh, they get an aim, and you just wait until your opponent's done activating, because generally they'll have 10, and you just wait till they're done, and then boom, you got them. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how you play any speeder army. That's how you play triple staps a lot of the time, too. You know, I mean, that's a very topical example of how to play triple staps, <laughs> but uh, it's much more complicated than that. But on the surface level, like... If you're playing a speeder unit, of which the air speeder is one, uh, that's definitely the tact you should be taking. Well, and it's, uh, I don't know if I said it on this podcast or Mike, if I said it to you, it's like, it's basically what I was trying to do with the double heavy list in Empire. It just does it better and more activations. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more fragile. Um, like if you if you wrangle anything that has impact against an airspeeder they fold like paper um yeah i would agree it's a little bit more fragile but it has more punch because generally when you're putting double heavy in an empire list you're sacrificing heavy armaments on your on your core troopers and stuff you know so even though they fold a little bit you still have a lot of firepower especially with the vets with critical too i mean like they're you know you know you're still putting some hits into stuff with the rest of your army that you just can't and you and you have r2 for secret mission like i mean there's so many options with it it's it's nuts it's a really good list you can also do something similar with atrts and still get the 12 activations um like if you do uh let's see like if you just do the rotary rts You can, can we do talk about for a second why all these rebel units get surge crit. I don't know what's going on. It's the surge crit faction, it's the rebels. <laughs> um, like all yeah. their four units have critical, whatever. Yeah, so two air speeders, an officer, R2, two snipers, strikes, three RTs with rotary, and three naked rebel troopers is 12 activations for 791. So bad. Oh, I didn't even know about that one. That one's great. Yeah, that one's good. You can do like flame RTs if you really want to meme out the uh, you know armor skew. I've I've played that list. It is uh, 
it is hilarious like <laughs> it it's one of those lists that basically either works or it doesn't but when it works it really <laughs> works like oh. uh, you're like cackling the whole game as you were rolling fistfuls of flamethrower dice um every droid player's worst nightmare yeah for real uh yeah i mean i suppose like you could you could go two if you saved on some points and like especially with droids and b2s right you could swap out those rotaries for laser cannons and just have a ton of impact in your army and just be like running through anything with armor at that point yeah yeah you would just hard melt on an armor basically let's just delete it just pick it up um yeah, I actually think a list like this or the or the one with the vets is a good counter meta pick to like the the bus lists or really any almost any list with armor in it. Um, um we'll we'll get to this when we get to the bus, but I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think um, when the bus, if you blow the bus up, it's likely too late. It like as far as like that list has already done what it wants to do with the bus. I think. I mean, yeah, that's how they're designed to work. Right, uh, right. So, like, I think I think uh, one of the, my experiences with the the buses and the lat lists have just been they're like, if they go early with the transports, you you don't really want to kill them <laughs> because yeah. things just get much worse. Right. Um, Whenever the thing inside gets out. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is an interesting. Uh, yeah, we've already talked about that the closed transport rules when they get destroyed are kind of silly. Yeah, they're they're super silly, and and I just, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, the, you can easily kill uh, an AA five with the list you're talking about. I'm just not sure you want to. Yeah, it depends on timing and stuff. Yeah, um, like if you can melt one while it's cl- in in or close to its deployment zone, which oh, is possible oh. with air speeders, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing airspeeders are good at too is just hunting down sort of like those fragile backline units. And a lot of these high activation lists, especially other high activation rebel lists, tend to have a lot of those things in them, whether it's like naked rebel troopers or MK2s or sniper strikes. Um, airspeeders are great at killing all of those things. So, yeah, that was uh, Evan used to do that. So, before the point drop, when Tauntauns were big, Evan was running a, a list with an airspeeder and he would go back and every time he killed a, a, an opponent's uh, snipers, he would draw a little line on his airspeeder for every unit. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Anything more to say about the C-47? It went from the joke of Legion to probably one of the best units in Legion right now. It's definitely one of the best heavies. I might go as far as saying it is the best heavy. I think it's I think it's like a three way tie between the AAT. I know it's kind of a cop out to say tie, but I think it's between the AAT, the AA five, and T forty seven. You vote right now. You tell us which one you like the best. No, no cop outs. Give me a first place. I'm still going to say the AAT. Okay. T forty seven next. I know, Mike. You don't like, or you, you don't like the AT. Is very good because you play clones and red saves. But um, <laughs> I just, it's bad against clones. 
It's less good it's against thing you red saves than it is against the white saves. Which is the thing you cannot afford right now. Yeah. Frankly. I would say every heavy, as an experienced heavy player, I love seeing armies with white saves. That's my favorite with heavies. Yeah. <laughs> so anytime I'm up against red saves, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a real tough game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say uh, we were playing again that that game that we were talking about. You know, every time one of his ATS two shot, like I just picked up like a rebel trooper unit, and I was like, "Man, I'd, yeah, it I'd, sucks, doesn't it?" I I lose <laughs> like, one guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, this is all unit, God." <laughs> <laughs> like, flush seventy points down the drain. God. Yep, that's uh, how it feels with droids too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, heavies are good into white saves. Yeah. All right, should we talk about let's talk about let's talk about the X thirty four next. All right, the old truck. This is my favorite. You want to hit us with X thirty four stats? Yeah, Mister, this is my favorite. Let's let's hear it. What what stats do you want to hear? Just All just run through. Just do a quick like one minute run through the unit card. Sure, sure. 75. Is it 75 points? It is. No, it's 60. Oh, it's 60 now. Yes. Okay, so that's gone down too. Oh so I, I always have to, like, I go to leave. Oh. Yeah. Look at the card, and then you got to look at the, the yeah. points, right? Um, so 60 points. Um, armor two, arsenal three. You get all the weapons. Uh, cover one. It has light transport one open, which means it can carry one model. Um, and uh, it's got speeder one, six health, four resilience, white save, surge hit, surge to block, speed two. Uh, it's got two white dice at range two in any range. It's just a pilot sticking his, his uh, arm out the window and firing his blaster. Um, most of the firepower from the X-34, though, comes from the harder uh, crew and hardpoint options, um, which I also, uh, have they also received points? Um, updates. It looks like it. Uh, the yeah, rocket, uh, just the one. Yeah, the rocket gunner has gone from thirty six to thirty one, and uh, the Mark II medium blaster has gone from thirty four to twenty six, and the ion blaster has gone from thirty eight to thirty one. So again, uh, significantly cheaper than it used to be when it came out. Um, I think my preferred version of this is, um the rps6 rocket i'm i'm all about the rps6 at the moment so um but our uh, <laughs> rps6 rocket gunner uh and the m45 ion blaster um range four kind of uh i don't know uh, just gun platform in the back of a truck kind of style that's that's a gross uh anti-armor dice pool with those two weapons combined yeah uh it uh i i really like one of the things that rebels i think have going for them is the double tap ion attack um bistan can do it too and i i think the land speeder is also very good at it um you can you can lock a heavy or lock a droid unit out of doing anything for a turn which is really nice i'm to my shame you guys I just realized that those droids could go in this. Like I never even 
Yeah, the, even, the AA5 droids. I didn't even think about it yeah. until I just loaded it up on Legion HQ and saw them. And I'm like, oh my God, you put the droids on this thing. I, I had no idea. They're, they're very interesting. I, th- I think uh, the unstable astromech um, is really interesting because you can like take your compulsory, shoot, recover, and like double ion something immediately. Um, so that other thing wouldn't that make so uh what we we talked about sabine right and and why she's not used as much but remember that there was that explosions turn where you put her in the you put her in the this thing so if you had this unstable right that gives you an extra move so you just basically fly across the whole board and then pop her out for explosions that is the thing you can do (laughs) right like you could get much further, I guess. Just a thought. Yeah, I mean, um, there's definitely some some play there. I also think the Gonk Droid, uh, this thing tends to melt under fire. Uh, the uh, the critical shot that David uh, always um, was upset about, the Gonk Droid would have prevented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're muted, Kyle. Dang it. Sorry. Oh, Kyle. Uh, if you want a crazy like X34 list um, that where you're just sort of loading up on the ion anti-armor ridiculousness, you can do R2, two strike teams, four naked rebel troopers, two of the X34s with the hotshot pilot, the rocket gunner, the ion, and the gonk droid, plus a Biston unit with all the things and Han Solo, just to have somebody to ride in your airspeeder for 783, and that's 11 activations. You know, droid players everywhere will hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm a droid player, and I'm looking at this, and it's making me like throw up in my mouth a little bit. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I also think the hotshot pilot is much, much better here than anywhere else. Um, yeah. Just because just the airspeeder can get things out of cover just because of how nimble it is on the battlefield. Um, the AA-5 doesn't really want the hotshot pilot, I think. Um, and no. it's, it's tough to get things from the land speeder out of cover. Like this is, this is more like an, it acts more like a much more mobile ATRT with a lot more guns on it. That's how I would put it. Yeah, I agree. Um, that said, you can definitely like run by people with explosions, which is my favorite thing to do with it. But in that yeah. version, I take the 60 point, uh, <laughs> 60 point land speeder and just use it as a mobile delivery vehicle. Yeah. I mean, like I was looking, so you can, if you, I mean, this is crazy. I don't know if this would work, but you could give it Shriv, right? Unstable astromech, refurbish gonk the Mark II medium blaster HQ uplink, then you can put in Sabine, you know, choose whatever upgrades, six rebel troopers with DLTs and three snipers. And that's 11 activations for 787. So like, so, you know, you put Shriv in there to give her the, to give her the dodge token and, and she can gain a suppression if she wants to get cover or whatever, you know, I don't know if you want to give her that, but you give her a dodge, she pops up and explodes everybody. (laughs) Yeah, uh, seems pretty all right. I do think, um, you know, I've heard a lot of people talking about like use the AA5 as like a Luke Dura livery vehicle. Like, I think with the 
unstable astromech this is a much better and much cheaper delivery system for luke skywalker if if your if your whole goal is to get him as quickly as possible to the enemy line then yeah yeah um, well and wasn't that kind of to bit, go off the the topic uh i don't know a few weeks ago we had with the the lat vader delivery right like a turn one turn one luke uh, op luke is in your back in your back nine is is not the greatest thing that would really be awful yeah i mean i think if you're it depends on what your goal is that's like as quickly as possible just get luke in there right yeah i think and we'll get to the a5 in a minute but i think the a5 offers more like actual support abilities you know once it's there um but yeah just depends on what your goal is the support abilities just don't matter if it's dead Right. Oh, clearly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I've got to imagine is, I mean, in my experience, that has been, you know, if if somebody drives a lat or an A five up to my army, like it's dead by the next turn, generally. Yeah, not everybody plays clones, Mike. I know. I just yeah, like, Mike. <laughs> I just... <laughs> okay. Just, All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> One more thing before we leave this topic. We mentioned the the Ion meme list. If you want to get ridiculous, you can put unstable astromechs on there instead of the gonk droids and do back-to-back ion attacks and throw throw out five ion tokens in one turn. Oh god. <laughs> I hate everything about that. Why? Ion is so bad for heavies. I lock, I locked Jay out of using his tank for a turn the other, the other day. <laughs> really hated it. Achievement unlocked. I'm not sure I've ever done that before. <laughs> it's one of those things that like when it works, it's just it feels so bad. Oh yeah. And, and for people who don't know, basically ion takes away an action. Yes. So if you have two ions on something, you have no actions. It's not down to like a minimum of one, like everything else is. It's just no, you have no actions. Let's get bent. Equivalent of panicking a vehicle. Yeah. Right. And, and then you know, with, the with value, no chance to roll roll them off. Yeah, and the value of more than two, you're asking yourself as well. If they have droids and they pull off an ion, well, you, they've got they've got to have three or four droids with this to try to pull those off. You know, heal bots. I mean, so. Right. Did ion? Says I. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those mechanics that's like usually too expensive, but when it works, it really freaking works. Yeah. All right. Should we hit the last one? Okay. The the heavy that's taking the world by storm, the party bus, the <laughs> AA5. You want me to do this one? Sure. All right. The AA5 speeder truck. It's 75 points. It's got armor. Hover ground, you can reverse and standby. Reposition, transport one close, weak point two rear. That's that weak point two rear is a real interesting one. Uh, eight health, six resilience, rolls on defense on white, surges on defense. It's got pilot, two crew, uh, hard point, and comms. It's an interesting. Uh, an interesting weak point two <laughs> rear is that the first time we've seen weak point two no the aat has it okay 
not that anyone ever gets to use it but, but i've i've managed it a couple times but yeah it's it's rare and the a5 has an even smaller because of how the base is it's like a super narrow uh rear arc i do think just by the nature of the a5 being up in your grill and sideways yeah. a lot of the time it's a little bit more tenable it's just like normally the aat uh is pointed directly at you and also range far away, you know. Yeah, it hasn't moved. Right. Yeah. It's got a I didn't even know it had weak point two. That's that's how much I <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I mean the only I've only ever done it with like a force user basically. That's the only time I've ever got a weak point on those. So it's sure it's sure not like the uh weak point everywhere of the saber tank. So yeah. <laughs> but the saber tank has a Padme and R2. So it, it kind of doesn't matter <laughs> it's a tank yeah right um anyway yeah can so the biggest thing on this thing is all the slots yeah i mean yeah. the the chassis honestly is not that great um it, I, yeah i mean it's fine it's a it's a it's a rhino basically for those that are familiar with 40k yeah. um Let's talk about these upgrades because this is the real sauce. Uh, the pilots are the same ones we've basically gone over um, with the addition of the reckless driver. Yeah. <laughs> when you activate, perform a compulsory move. You cannot reverse. The first time during your activation that you displace an enemy unit, roll one white defense die for each mini in that unit. That unit suffers one wound for each block rolled. Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, so uh, I I wish this card just said the first time during your activation that you put displaced enemy unit roll blah 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 blah. blah. I don't love the 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 combo that I'm sure we're about to talk about is that you can move four times in a row with this thing, um, which is kind of silly. You, if you use the gonk, also yeah. If you use the reckless driver yeah. in this, a reckless driver and the gonk droid, like you, you get to take four, you know, speed two. Meaning the unstable. Uh, gonk oh, yeah. is the shield. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, unstable astromech. You're right. It's just, uh, yeah. I mean, super good at bombing run. Um, I think even four moves is probably overkill with as big as this thing's base is. Like three moves gets you really far. Well, I, what's maybe more important is that like four moves is enough to make sure that your opponent like can't avoid the bombs <laughs> or getting run over. Yeah, you know, like um, I actually think that the running over clause is not that big of a deal to me. So I sort of disagree for two reasons. Um, one just is a play experience thing, and it's that, like, I mean, we saw this with Tauntauns, right? But displacement takes a long time. Well, um, I and agree. However, this doesn't, this, this card isn't allowing you to displace. You already can displace. No, I know. That, I just wanted to stress that because that, it's not changing anything in terms of displacement. No, I know. But what makes it feel extra bad is, like, not only do you have to displace your dudes, but you have to basically make a clamber check when you do it and probably lose some guys. Um, like the, even think about clones, 
you know, on average with a five man unit, you're going to lose a dude every time this thing runs you over. Um, I think that's fine. For yeah, if your opponent has two of them, for for like, uh, basically what will likely be a hundred point unit whose guns aren't very good, like as as like a, you know, I can kill one or two guys a turn because I run them over. Yeah, I think that's fine. I don't know. I just kind of think this thing shouldn't exist. That's my opinion. <laughs> I think every vehicle should have this ability. Which is why this ability is on the two pip of the armored division in Stormtide. There you go. Um, <laughs> what, I don't know. What was just, that? What's Stormtide? <laughs> I, just, I just think you're creating a lot of potential for crappy situations with this. You can actually make a list that is like two AA5s with Reckless Driver uh, three Tauntauns and a bunch of other random crap that gets you up to 12 activations. Um, and it's basically just like, how many times can I displace my opponent's units <laughs> and end the game on turn three? I, I think that that highlights a problem with displacement, not a problem with this card. I think those two things are separate. I th- I think they're related in that this incentivizes more displacement. Maybe. I, I, I can see that. But but fundamentally, the issue is with displacement, not the card effect. Yeah, it's just it makes it easier to do it and it adds like an additional effect on top of the displacement. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's it's definitely not fun to get your units run over four times in a row in one turn, that's for sure. Um and then another four times when the second best does it. Yeah, I mean, but again, I th- I think that's a displacement issue, not a reckless driver issue. Um so here's a crazy list. So you do a rebel officer, you have two of the speeder trucks with reckless driver, the unstable, put on a heavy les laser heavy laser onboard comms channel okay two fleet troopers with scatter guns they're going to go on the buses uh three rebel troopers with the dlt and two tauntauns with hq uplink so you basically just <laughs> ram the a5s into the enemy lines unload the fleets let them do their thing and then back them up with the tauntauns <laughs> oh, oh that seems pretty bad that's 10 activations. I'm sure you could slim it down and, and put some other fun stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, I just hate list concepts where it's like, I'm going to just slam my entire army into my opponent's face and hope they can't deal with it. It's so boring to me. <laughs> says the guy playing Malby 2s. <laughs> so, says the <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hey, that is much more nuanced. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but I don't know. I, I, the, I think so far the times that I've been the most scared about that list is when they just like shove everything down your throat at once. And I don't know. That is that is. I'm not going to say I've never done that. That is I the have. mode that I that scares me the most about the army that you play. <laughs> but it does it so much more slowly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about droids today. Um, <laughs> let's let's hit these other slots real quick because these are super interesting uh the crew slot yeah i mean uh 
the unorthodox tactician is the best one here generically um, yeah he's real good significant margin this thing should be like 20 points maybe more <laughs> um yeah i mean think about how many effects are like let's compare this for a minute to link targeting array right so link targeting array gives one aim token to one unit specifically the unit you buy it on if that unit gets an order during the command phase right and that's five points this thing is 10 points but it gives up to three aim tokens to any friendly units within range one to three of your bus during the command phase without them having to get orders <laughs> or without you having to buy a specific upgrade on them um so yeah it's just like aim token just like make it rain aim tokens in at, with the best timing possible right at the start of the turn like you don't even the bus doesn't even need to do anything it just happens it's um it feels like like a, you get to play like a secondary command card every turn a little bit uh, right that just hands out three aim tokens for 10 points which i mean it's not really 10 points it's 85 right uh um, yeah because i i do think the unorthodox tactician build is uh more conservative you know um i don't know i think you can just like if, if you're doing like a fleet or wookie delivery you can just throw this guy on there and then you're giving aims to your fleets or your wookies yeah i think that's fine i just i also think that like if you're throwing an unorthodox tactician in your list you want to get like six turns of value out of it not two yeah i mean i think you can get six turns of value out of it like i don't i don't know that you can assume that if you're doing like a bus delivery of fleets or wookies that your bus is going to die. Especially they, if you're doing two of them. Yeah, I guess, I guess it depends. Um, That's definitely not, again, you might be playing clones, but... Uh, <laughs> that Mike, is, are you, you play clones? <laughs> so imagine if you had that unorthodox tactician with those two fleet troopers and tauntaun riders i mean your hand and some aims onto the tauntauns while they were well, in there tauntauns don't need aims tauntauns don't need aims for sure um they're hitting all the time anyways because they don't they have other but if they did i think they'd be mostly wasted um but yeah i mean i don't know i uh i i like the back line unorthodox build way more than the dive in and try and kill you with Wookiees build. Yeah, I mean, I think he works both ways. Like, if you think about... I, I do agree that the backline was interesting. If you think about, like, a DLT-20 Rebel Trooper pool, um, their attack pool is very... It's like one dice short, but it's very similar to a short trooper attack pool. Yeah. And one of the, clearly they have white saves instead of red saves and all that. But one of the things that makes short troopers so good is target. This is basically like free target for two to three units a turn. Yeah. Um, and I think what, on a lot of units, the second aim token is, I don't want to say it's much better than the first because that's not completely true. But it it kind of levels up the attack pool a lot of times, um, specifically when you're rolling black dice uh, or better. Yeah, because it's you know it's it's 
once you've kind of spent that first name token, you're now to the point where you're probably pushing paint past cover slash dodge. Right. So then the second name token is like additional saves that they have to roll. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big thing, right? Yeah. First name token gets you over the hump. The, the second one is like, now you're printing money and, um, yeah, I, this card's really good. Yep. I think the gonk on this thing is good too. Uh, we already talked about the gonk, but um, if you want to just make it harder to kill, it's a great effect. Shielded too, with possible regeneration every turn. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all situational, right? Like, I think everything, like all this stuff we're talking about is good. And then it's just depending on what your build is going to be. Super flex. Yeah. Then we got the Backworld Medic. Uh, it is, as an action, remove one wound or poison token from or restore one mini to a friendly nod droid trooper unit that you're transporting or range one and in line of sight. Then roll two white defense dice. That unit gains one suppression token for each block or surge. So it's basically like a, a medic that you can use every turn at the possible cost of suppression. Which is likely more than worth it, depending on what you're putting back. Yes. Yeah. Putting like, this is great on Mandos. Yep. Or imagine following like Luke around, Jedi Luke. Just yeah. botting Jedi Luke. Totally. Um, and he's got courage for the suppression to him is like, hey, thanks for the cover. <laughs> <laughs> good yeah i think it's just uh you know you guys were saying like rebels is the surge to crit or the critical faction but they seem they're finally uh out of all the factions and we've talked about this a few times they're just the, the, there's so many good lists that you can put together with rebel it's just like it's so amazing to see you know and like i i know i'm not even jealous of it i'm just amazed at it because there's so many configurations that just seem so good and so it's nice it's nice to see it is um should we talk about the hard points real quick yeah yeah of course <laughs> i think these are both defensible choices um you've got the, the big gun the a ag 2g quad laser which is range one to three six black impact two it's not terrible like it's 36 points which is kind of a lot yeah um uh, yeah i expect this to get a similar treatment to all the land speeders guns to be honest. I, I don't know i mean people are already taking this and like in competitive lists this is a you know if you're taking an aa5 anyway and you want to kind of up your impact game it's impact two you probably have an aim with an orthodox tactician for this pool. Um, if you're taking MK2s, which is a thing that people are doing in these AA5 lists, you can fire support it and give that pool surge crit. So, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I just, uh, I don't think it's worth 36 points, but particularly on the chests. It's on. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's just, that's my general feel for it. Um, I don't know. 
And then the other one is uh, just basically rainbow, range one to four, critical one, 16 points. I mean, I think that one's much more defensible. I don't know. It's what, two, uh, 30, the the T21B trooper for, for shore troopers is what, 35 points? So this is one more point for two more dice and two of them being black instead of white. I mean, I've spent, I've spent almost the same amount on points and less. So it's, it seems, it seems all right. The thing that makes the T21 good though, is the range four and the critical. Uh, yep. And the fact that you're adding it at range three, you're adding it on to four other black dice. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just saying when we argue and against points, I don't know. I've spent, I spent the same or more points on less. So it seems well, fine to me yeah i mean i don't know i just like when you compare it to other vehicle hard points it it's a questionable price tag um oh sure but i think i think with this thing like the support abilities are so good that um you know if you're making it like efficient if you're making its offensive efficiency when you take a weapon with it comparable to other heavy vehicles while also giving it these amazing support abilities, I think that's a problem. Yeah, maybe. To me, this is like a, I'm paying X number of points for this thing to take one anyway, because I want its support abilities and I might as well tack on, you know, well, if you're taking like a naked rebel trooper squad, that'd be four black dice with no impact. This is cheaper than a naked rebel trooper squad and it's six black dice with impact too. So to me, I don't, I don't see a problem with taking this thing if you have the points because you're take and you're like, I'm taking an AA five anyway because I wanted an AA five for the other stuff that it's doing. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Uh, yeah. So I think, well, I think we have yet to see sort of the impact of the AA five in uh, tournaments. Um, ACO only had like three of them. Yeah, there were more lats at ACO. I, I'm going to yeah. be honest, I sort of expect Lone Star to be a similar situation. Yeah, agreed. I don't. Um, I think the people that are going and or the people that are just in Texas, they tend to play more heavies in general, based on what I've heard. Um, and uh, a lot of them are making noise about running double double a fives so well um, i mean that'll be good i guess uh, uh it'll be interesting to see how well it does um, yeah we'll see i definitely yeah i'm hoping you'll see more callus that would be good yeah we'll see it's um i don't know i haven't heard of, like a lot of noise from empire players that are going to LSA. i don't i don't expect as see a ton of callus um i think unfortunately with the price tag that callus brings it's just it's hard to build an army around him that does much else other than like try and be a gun line before we launch real quick before we launch into lso meta predictions should we just sort of oh no that's good um (laughs) Should we round out uh, basically like how you actually use this thing? Oh, I mean, we've kind of touched on it already. Do that, but... <laughs> okay. So I th- well, there's like five different ways to use this thing, right? <laughs> like, or at least at least two or three. So one is ram it down your opponent's throat. 
And then what's that thing where if you turn it sideways, Kyle, and the feet thing? Yeah. So there's there's a couple of ways. There's a couple of ways to kind of like abuse the line of sight. Um, the I think I called it a power slide, um, but basically like you can if you're if you're looking at the bus from far away, you can see units behind it via their ankles. But those same units cannot see through the bus because their face is blocked by, um, you know, the main body of the bus. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem if those are your units. But if they're opponents' units, then it's their problem, right? So you basically like power slide. You do like a skid turn with your bus right up against your opponent's line, and then in theory, if you do it right, those units can only see the bus, but all of your army can see the angles of those units. Uh, yep. Um, you can it. also do things like if you're um, you can hide your units if they're behind a barricade because the barricade hides their ankles and then the bus hides the top half. Um, so you can do stuff like sort of cozy and MK2 up behind a barricade behind a bus and then move the bus and then fire support with the MK2. Um, that's the thing that I've heard of people doing. Um, there's you know, we've already talked about the modes, but there's essentially like two main modes for this thing. The first is like backline support, you know, handing out aims, doing medic stuff. Um, and then the second is you put in a high threat unit like Jedi Luke or fleet troopers with a scatter gun or Wookiees, and you just use it as a taxi service directly to your opponent's army, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the mode that I think it's best in. Um... What's that, the backline or the taxi service? The taxi service. Yeah. You just, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, you know, keep it as cheap as possible and with the, with the thought that you're going to lose it pretty much immediately. Um, whether you do or not, you know, whatever. You can run over your opponent's units if you don't immediately lose it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, but to me, it is like an expendable, you know, it's it's burst of speed for Wookiees, right? Or, or, yeah. yeah. And if your opponent destroys it while the Wookiees are still inside, they actually get more actions than if they would have gotten out of on Tyler early. So yeah. Silly. <laughs> it is silly. Um, all right. Should we hit Lone Star open predictions? Sure. Why don't you guys go first? Because I'm going, so I want to hear your I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think Rexstar is going to win it. Um, clones are amazing. Clones are awesome. Insert all the clone stuff here. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Wow. Um, I don't think clones are going to win it at all. I what think. Do you, what do you think is going to win, Jay? I I honestly believe we're going to see some. Uh, my gut is telling me we're going to see something we didn't expect win. I I suspect it may be a rebel list. Um. Or, or maybe, no, I, I'm going to go Rebel List. I'm not going to give it any ulterior. I'm going to say we may, we're going to see a Rebel List take Lone Star. Oh, guys, no confidence? Come on. Oh, yeah, right. You're going. Um, <laughs> I'm, no. I'm, just, I'm just giving you a Rebel time. List. <laughs> um, maybe I'm running a Rebel List. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I know. Uh, <laughs> my bag is packed. Let's put yeah. it that way. For when is that? Is that this weekend? We know what he's running in advance. It is this week, weekend. Yeah. yeah, I think this might be for the first time ever, actually. Yeah. Um, I have. I'm, there's zero waffling. No, none whatsoever. So, 
Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I definitely think we're gonna see Rexstar do well. Um, I think we're. I think we are gonna see some A five lists. I think we're gonna see some double airspeeder make some noise. Um, I think I, we might see like some double AT do pretty well. I, I will say. Um, I will. I have seen some of the boards. There's a couple sparse ones, you know. Um, yeah, I mean they only they only posted like six or seven. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's going to be triple that in tables. So totally, totally. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's indicative or whatnot. I think they were mostly fine. Um, but there, yeah, there wasn't a lot of like there was definitely like lines across the board that had no line of sight blocking terrain I don't, I don't know how to describe what i'm trying to say um but but there were definitely a lot of avenues that were wide open i guess there are some tables that you'd be very sad if you rolled up to it and your opponent had two aats yeah for sure for sure yeah. um, which which i think is a sort of unavoidable uh not online I mean, that's how I felt <laughs> in the ACL <laughs> finals. So. Uh, um. uh, yeah, um, I, you're right. I think that is, and we have to remember too, um, you know, this conversation kind of played out on the main discord today. Um, I think it's, I think it's like totally valid to provide table critiques. Um, I also think it's important to like, remember how much work goes into actually making tables when, when you do that. I know I'm sort of guilty of being a uh, professional table pundit myself. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to remember all the hard work that goes into it. I also think it's important to be like highly specific with those critiques instead of just being like, oh, those tables garbage, you know. Yeah. Um, you have to be like, well, you know, this, this area right here could use some more scatter and this area over here could use maybe you move this thing over here. Like you got to be specific or it's not helpful. Um, so... Uh, yeah, just a couple caveats in advance of people making table critiques. Um, and then it's also important to, like, the format of LSO is uh, just two days. They're doing, like, everybody on one day, and then the next day is everybody again with, like, a separate cut. Um, so it's, you know, compared to a format like Atlantic City, it's essentially twice as many players at once, which means they have to do twice as many tables. Um I, I will so. say this is not super LSO related, but I am. I'm a little bit worried about Vegas. I'm worried is not the right word because I'm sure they'll get it to everything together. But um, I think we're going to have the largest amount of players on one day that we've ever seen in a Legion tournament. Um, I think it's like 128 on one day, which is <laughs> 64 players or 64 tables. That's a lot like, of which, tables. Which I think is twice as many tables as last year. Um, well, it depends. Uh, maybe the narrative tables, right, may have may have made up some of that too. Because I'm pretty sure the day we did the narrative is the day we did the top eight. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll tell you. Listen, we we threw a tournament, right? We had 30 tables. Boy, it was real tough pulling. Like, like, and we had a couple clunkers for sure that, that people didn't like, and that we kind of did the best to throw together at the last minute. Cause we were just running out of options. And I mean, hell, we made a, 
a, a table that was just a kid's toy floor. Like, I mean, I don't know. We just, we were pulling out all the stops and granted ours was more of a, a you know, a fun tournament, but like, I get, I, I, tr- I have complained about tables, but I try not to say it in a way that's disparaging towards the TL because that's the hardest part, right? Like, I think we can critique tables and be like, oh man, that, that didn't look great for this unit or this army, but man, bringing down the person who who's doing their best. Cause I think a lot of people forget sometimes it's just one guy uh, trying to call in as many favors as they can, as they can to make this happen. And um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, so it's all organizing. It's a lot of work to make terrain. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can... just assuming that the terrain is already made, it's a ton of work after like just getting it there. Right. Know? Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the other thing a lot of people don't realize, too, is, okay, let's say, you know, we we have several tables of terrain because of Northeast Open and because I'm crazy, but, like, you know, you got to get there, like, not just the night before, but, like, the day before and start setting up, and it takes all night, and it's, like, the amount of work that goes into this stuff, like, I think we need to be, especially now that it doesn't matter, it's just for fun because there's no invites. There's nothing on the line. It's just for your own Dragon glory, um, I guess. Line, he says when yeah. pride and ego and everything are in the equation. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think we could be a little flexible. <laughs> you know, it'd be, just be thankful that someone's putting on a tournament. I think right now it's probably the mindset we should have. Yep. TLDR. Thank you, TOs. You guys are the best. Um, For sure. If we uh, critique your tables, it's out of love. Yeah. Yeah. We heart you. Yeah. Am I doing this right? I will say, looking through these pictures, the uh, I think my favorite table on here is the Hoth table. The uh, oh yeah, that giant turbo laser thing looks awesome. It is, but I actually like really like the ice formations that are. um, I don't know. I haven't seen a table that looks like this before. So yeah, it's it's cool. Um, all right. Well, good luck to everybody going. Next time we talk, we will we'll be talking about how Rexstar took the world by storm again. So that's what I'm bringing. Maybe. Oh my um, god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> I do owe him for painting. Oh my god. He does. I painted Mike's entire army. What has happened? What is is happening with this world? I'm going to be honest Uh, with you folks at home. Like, you can be, take comfort in the fact that you would literally never hear me say that. I will never, ever. I don't care. I don't, I don't care how good they are. I will never play clones. Never, ever. I wouldn't even own them. That's not true. Well, they're for giveaways and stuff. I'm, I'm never gonna open them. I'm never gonna open them. They're not for me. Already lied to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, Jay's playing Rex Star. <laughs> no, never ever. Mm-mm, mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there, and uh, come come hunt me down if you want. Um, do a fist bump, elbow bump, whatever. And uh, any final thoughts, gentlemen? Well, we know you're not playing the AA5 because the shrink wrap's still on that box. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I should have moved that. Um, and we know you're not playing the lat because it's also behind you in the shrink wrap. <laughs> yep.
Um, yeah, my what I'm playing is is right here next to me on the floor. Um, Perfect. And uh, yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, have fun, everybody. You know, no matter what kind of legion you're playing. I know this is like a weird time for us to be playing, but I think this is when the most creative stuff happens. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens after this year. So. Yeah, me too. Final thoughts. I actually have something that we probably would have should have gone over in housekeeping. Now that I'm thinking uh, about crap. it. Crap. Oh crap. Um. So Stormtide pre-orders. Oh yeah. No one's listening now. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. They, they never make it this we'll far. Hit it. We'll hit it. We'll hit it next week if we have to. But um, Stormtide pre-orders. We are getting to a large number of pre-orders. Thank you, everybody. It's fantastic. We're really excited about it. Um. <laughs> But it's, it's getting to a number where we kind of have to set a cutoff date for things mm-hmm. we're going to ship this month. Um, mm-hmm. So the July 31st is going to be the last day to pre-order things if you want your box to ship in August. So that's next Saturday for those of you keeping track. Yeah. And um, that doesn't mean that like if you, if you order it after that date, you will still get the box. It will just be uh, shipped in September as opposed to August. So just want to be clear on that and kind of get it out there. So um, if you were thinking about waiting or you have been waiting for a while to uh, waiting until the last minute, I know I'm a last minute, uh, you know, order when it comes to that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, when the last minute is. Yep. So, All right. July 31st. July 31st. The 31st of July. Mm -hmm. I can't believe like summer is like almost over already. Don't say that. (laughs) Dude, it's not like I've seen any of it working on this dumb storm tide thing. (laughs) You mean awesome thing, Jay? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's listening now. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, we are <laughs> Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. Stay fresh, cheap bags. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>